Today I'm talking to my wife Enid, some, uh, who some time ago started experiencing um, problems with her hips and her belly through pressure-like sores. So she's going to tell, tell you a little bit what she went through. When I started getting it, unbelievable. And when the district nurses used to come out to dress it, they used to say, oh, well, it's um, the tissues, are, you know, they never knew how much it was hurting and in pain. Then one day it started getting really, really bad pain. And the district nurse come and I said, I need to go to hospital. By that time, I knew I needed to go. Didn't your skin look a bit black and yeah. smelling as well? Yeah. And the district nurse said, yes, I think you ought to go. When I got to the hospital, they asked me how it happened. And I, I don't know how it happened. And they kept on and kept on asking me how it happened. They didn't really know or didn't recognise that I was in so much pain. They were just giving me um, paracetamol. I'll take paracetamol. At least, and it didn't, it didn't even touch it. When I was in hospital and they were changing the wounds, it was really hurting. And I asked for some stronger painkillers. They'd give me gas and air. And even with the gas in it, I could still feel the pain. And then the doctor put me on diamorphine for the pain. Take diamorphine, he said. It'll take away the pain. So I did it. It did ease it, but I could still feel the pain. And then he came in and he said, oh, you can go home today. So, fine, I went home. They fitted a catheter when I was in hospital. A vacuum pump, which I took home with me. I named him Bob. Pressure of it sucking. It was like nothing I ever experienced before. 
I got home, the district nurses used to come. I used to say, how are you Enid? I'm in pain. Oh, it'll go, it'll go. It's the tissue. It's at the top. I used to feel more depressed every time. Because in my mind, they wasn't listening to me. I was trying to walk and keep my exercises up. The physiotherapy therapist come in and they said, oh, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And I thought, well, I can't do it. But I tried. My faith got me through a lot of it. I know it sounds odd, but if you believe you're going to get well, you'll get well. So that's why I always kept in my mind. Then I had to go back into hospital again when the ambulance come they said they couldn't take me. That was because of the something about your weight wasn't it? Yeah. So they had to order a special bed to go in the ambulance to take me. Though I told them about this when I was rung up. They never listened. The beds were so hard. It just felt like you were sleeping well, on a piece of board. There wasn't any giving it. Then they strapped me into the ambulance and as the ambulance was moving I was slipping down my down the bed because the, it was a long bed and it was too big for me. And you had to get a stool to get on top of it, couldn't yeah. you? Because you were too short to get I on I had it. to get a stool to climb up on the bed. And I don't, well, I, I don't know how I did it because I was in so much pain. I got to the hospital. I was left on a trolley in the, in the, in the corridor for a little while on this very, very hard bed. Then they came in um took me to a cubicle and looked at me wounds and then they said oh you can have some gas and air they give me gas and air didn't make any difference 
I was in a cubicle oh, three hours and they put me up to the ward. I asked if I could go in a side room because I didn't want to go on a ward. Is that because it made you feel a bit uneasy? Or? Yeah, it made me feel very uneasy going onto a ward. Um, and the doctors was coming around and I had a temperature and they was taking bloods and but nobody nobody said Enid how are you feeling? They all just took it for granted that they could come into this room and stick needles in you and, and pull you around and not talk to you. Did you feel like you were like a piece of meat? Yes. Yes. So, I went from there into another room and I had to ask them to put the TV in there and they couldn't because the TV was all broken down. So I was in this little room on my own in a lot, a lot of pain. I knew my husband couldn't come to see me because it was too far. I thought one of the district nurses would have just rung up to find out how I am and, you know, speak to me not at, you know not speak to the nurses at the desk it was like a bit of a me. personal touch thing yeah because i just felt like nobody cared mm. apart from family obviously you know i knew they did they just wanted confirmation but i just wanted someone to ring up and say oh hello Edith. how are you doing you know, because they have been treating me and no one did. So I thought, right, only way I'm going to get out of this position is to help myself. So when I got woke up the next morning, I said to him, is a physiotherapist coming around today? Oh, I don't think so. I said, all right. So they brought a commode into the room and I used that one. I just wanted someone to come in there and say, come on Enid, we can walk with you. But they didn't. Next day was the same. And then one day, the nurses got me out of bed to change my bed in. They walked out the room when I was just standing there. And I thought, where are they gone? I can't stand like this. And I fell. I hit my head, hit my shoulder, hit my knee. When they come back into the room after getting clean bedding, they said, what are you doing down there? And I thought, well, you just left me. I couldn't 
Yeah, I've been in bed. Your legs are weak when you've been in bed yeah. as well. You've got no strength, have you? Mm. No. And did that make you, when you wanted to try to walk again, did that make you more aware of yes, wanting to? Yes, I was to... very frightened that I was going to fall a lot. Mm. And it got, got, I know it took you a long time to it get that back. It took me bat. a long time and my faith to get to where I am now. I know you initially you didn't want to use the frame, did you? No, you didn't I didn't want to use a walking frame, but I can't go without it now. But do you think that people, when they when they initially get the frame and say, "Oh, I don't want to use it," do you think they should think, "No, I should use it"? Yes. And yes, I do. Gain their confidence about. Yes. Yes, I do. Even if they just took the frame in the room and left it in there. Get them used to it, get the feel of it, tell them how to use yeah. it. That simple thing. Yeah. Not to bully people, not to, you know, really bully them, just say you've got to do this. You, yeah. Yeah, do you think it's like we do? We like we, we sort of like say, oh, would you like to go for a walk today? We'll, yeah. go, up, we'll go up to point A yeah. and someone just walk with you. Yeah. You don't have to do much, just... Walk with you, you know, confidence. Um, and when the when it first started, and the physiotherapist came in, she was always on about my weight. I know the, that you've told me before that this made you feel even worse because yes, it did. Because all right, you're not going to say you've not got a weight problem. You'll admit it. Yes. But, like who hasn't? But yeah. when people came in, they after day, after day, yeah. nagging you and nagging you. I think, I know for a fact there was a phase you got went through, you didn't want to eat. No, you were scared I was scared to eat. Yeah, you were scared of it. everybody kept on saying about my weight. You know. But uh, then I thought, you know, you're no spring chicken yourself. I bet you don't do this, and I bet you don't do that. And I thought, well, why should I be doing it if you're not doing it? So I haven't worried about my weight so much now. But I, I just want to tell my story, because there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can get better. The wounds do heal. The pain do go away. What do you think they could do that would help people in the future? Is it like little, like simple things, not very complicated things, things that they could put in like a care plan that would help someone? To listen to the patients. To talk to the patients like a human being. That would help, yes. Because I know you said you didn't feel like you... No, you just felt like a number. You know, so like, oh, hello, how are you today? Da, 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 da. Yeah, it was, oh, hello, Mrs. Rains. No, how are you feeling today? How is the pain? Nothing. It was all, almost like they was a robot. But I knew you, you said... I found, I found it was worse in a hospital because 
the district nurses you can laugh and joke with. Do you, do you think that the, in some ways, although they're not intentionally, hospitals make you feel worse because yes, they do. You make you, you get into like a routine that you don't realise yeah. you're getting into. Yeah, breakfast, dinner. Uh, now we now as we mentioned dinners and teas there. Now you told me that what they gave you selection. Now the meals are like okay, they might not have been to your taste, but you told me about the puddings. You looked at all the puddings, and though you're diabetic, there was hardly anything you could have. No, it wasn't. Now, to tell people what choices you had. Sticky toffee pudding, syrup pudding, which you can't eat. Um, roly poly. Connie. Jam pudding. All full of sugar. Um, so you really stuck to ice cream and. Yeah, I stuck to ice cream. And jelly, wasn't it? Most day, of the after day. day after day. And. You know, at night. You've never seen anybody. I think, like you say, if you didn't have the TV, or like the TV, like yeah. when it worked, as a sort of comfort, yeah. you would. It's it's a it's very you low. You would start crazy. You would cut you because you never seen anybody. No, you didn't even see someone cut because you used to get hospital visitors coming around to to you know, say hello. You and, used to see a nurse in the morning. They come in dinner time to give you your medication, and they come in at tea time to give you your medication, and bedtime. They never come in and say, Oh, how are you feeling today, you need or, um, you know, are you in a lot of pain today, or anything like that. It was just, it was almost like a robot. Mm. You know, that you could see them going up and down the corridor with cups of coffee and, and that. But there wasn't any interaction with them. No, also you wanted to bring up about, I don't know people don't like talking about it, the incontinence. Yeah. Because you was on a catheter quite a lot. Yeah. And I guess you had a little bit of a problem before you was on a catheter. Yeah, but, but it's you, even worse now. It's even worse now. And you're on pads and all that. Yeah. And do you find that people are able to talk about this easily? Or do you find women... Nobody more... wants to talk about it. Do you and th they should. Uh, yes. Do you think that, that we need to have a better discussions about it? Yes. Yes, I do. Because, you know, you, you bring it up to somebody and they change the subject. Um... Or they say, oh, I can't talk about that. It's not my field. Well, whose field is it? And he must know... I'm not saying this happens to everybody, but he must know it happens. It must be more frequent than they let on. Well, it got to be. Especially, I mean, I, I don't know if it's more men or women. I don't know because I've, I've only had it. I've only been... You know, and the trouble is, if it's not talked about, how can it get better? Exactly. So the message we really got is, 
communication, communication, communication. Well, yeah, because, you know, if they talk to you like a human being, you, you react like a human being. So therefore, you, you feel like you can talk to them. So, so say example if I came in one day and I said, right, you need, you're going to have a walk today and you're going to go down that corridor, you would think, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But if I came in and said, well, we need, do you fancy going up that road, going up to there today, you know, I'll walk with you. Yeah. And we'll have a look around the corner, see, see who, who we can spy, who's having a good nap yeah. about who, that kind of thing, that yeah. kind of attitude. It, it's almost like, oh, God. I've got to be here, you know, I've got to take her for a walk, I've got to take him for a walk. You know, there's no smiles, there's no banter. Mm. As we know, we know the hard, the, it's hard work, we understand that. But I think, as you say, the, the skill of interacting with people has gone. Yeah. And didn't you say something about meals that you said, didn't you say that if someone wasn't, if you were struggling to eat, uh, like cut up the meal, or yeah. there would be nobody there for you? Yeah. Yeah, because there was this old man, and as you looked down at my door, you could see him up in the next room, and he used to be sat in his chair, and they used to take his dinner in, put it on the table, and he wouldn't eat it. So his daughter had to come in every day, sit on his bed, chop it up and feed him, else he wouldn't have anything to eat. See, I that... watched him day after day. Yeah. See, I think there's something we've lost, these skills. And I thought, I'm not going to be like that. I know that you honestly believe that your faith yes. has got you through, and I, I and, and the nurses have been surprised about how well you recovered. Because yeah. your stomach is like a legend in Holes of e. yeah. It's like the the talk of Holes of E Leisure Centre, yeah. uh, le- um, Health Centre, or whatever it's called now. Every day they come. Oh, we had to t- we had to come and look at Eni's stomach. I don't mind who looks at me still because it's all healed. Hmm. So I just want to be treated like a human being, not not a number, and you know not as a patient. They got to treat. I know they got to treat you as patients, but not like a robot. Not like number one, two, six, four, or five. Yeah. Now, we'll come to the end bit. So, what? So we've mentioned what we could, they could do little, little simple things that are easy to implicate, easy to do. Yeah. That you don't need to spend money on it. Now, is there anything else? If someone listening in who's got all these problems and they know, you know exactly what they're going through now. What words would you say to them? As they're sitting there, lying in the bed, they're in pain, they're not, you know where they've been, what they're doing. We will get through this. The wounds will heal. It might not seem like it at the time, but they will. 
you you will be soon out of pain and you will feel human again and talk to the nurse tell them how you're feeling you know and the nurses ask the patients how they're feeling are they in pain see what they can do to help you with pain take their advice and take the doctor's advice ask the doctor what you can just don't lie there and suffer because the more you lie there and suffer the more you're gonna suffer yeah but it do come to an end my you know my wounds will prove that it do come to an end I never thought it would but it honestly and truthfully do now people listen how long have you roughly been suffering this I mean I think it's like a couple of years yeah it? yeah it must be now yeah I mean roughly about three to four yeah because my legs was bad first yeah we had to use hip sock on your legs yeah. didn't we and creams and, and creams and then it was your hips wrap it all up in bandages you had massive like gaps in your hip and yeah. that's all gone yeah and it's the stomach wasn't it yeah and now it's all gone and also you wanted to mention something about you you had to ask the doctor to come off your well yeah morphine so I, you wanted I, to mention this lying one day and i thought well now i'm not in all this pain why do i have to stay on painkillers i don't want to be on painkillers so I rung a doctor and asked her if I can come off my painkillers. Do you think Do you think they would have been on them forever in the yes, day? If I it, do. If yes, you and I do. Yes. Uh, do you think they should flag it up? Should they, should, do you think they should look at your records and say, oh, Miss, Mrs. A has been on this painkiller for, oh, oh, it's been a long time. Should yes. she be coming off of it now? Yes, I do. Because... Painkillers help the pain when you was in pain. Yes, it helped a bit. But you don't want to be on them forever, forever more. Because you end up addicted or something, wouldn't you? Or reliant on them. You know. And then they'll just stop working. So speak to the nurses. Speak to the doctor. And find out when you can come off them. And... You know, ask questions, because if you don't ask questions, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. So, I think we'd like to end this as saying that we'd like to say that we believe in the power of prayer or faith, whatever faith you believe in. There's nothing wrong with that. If you believe it and it helps you, yeah. believe it. Don't, don't, don't think, we're all going to have a bad day. Everyone has a bad day. But, in that, just don't, wallow you've got to because the more you don't do nothing the more it gets yeah doing nothing is the easy option that's right it is a very you could lie in bed all day yeah there's but days now, that you don't want to go out and get on you you've got to get up you've mm. got to push yourself you've got to say no i'm getting up today that's the end of it mm. and you just got to do it you you just got to be very, very strong in your mind. Mm.
As I say, it's not an easy journey, but you got everybody's capable of it. Yes, they are. So I, I reckon this will help people. Do you think this will help people? I hope it will help people, yes. Yeah, I think well, I, like we like to say, I always like to say to people, if you can help one person, it's yeah. better than I think. It is, yeah.